With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, everybody, welcome into the Auburn Live Football Show. Appreciate everybody for joining us. It's Auburn gets ready for a road trip at LSU this Saturday, October 14th, Saturday night in Baton Rouge, 6 p.m. ESPN. Should be a good one. Hey, before we get going too much, I um, want to give a quick shout-out to our main sponsor, Session Cocktail in downtown Auburn, uh, right there on Magnolia Avenue uh, next to Taco Mama. Go check them out. Happy hour drinks, 4 to 6. They just changed their menu up. Um, they have a lot of good cocktails, good stuff there, some great old fashions, uh, bar seating, couch seating, lounge seating. It's not a stand-up college-type bar, so it's really cool. Cool place, good vibe, good drinks, good service. Um, session cocktails in downtown Auburn. Please go check them out and uh, and support them when you're in town before games. All right, Auburn LSU week, great rivalry. Um, as always, always some fun, exciting games. Auburn at LSU this weekend. Uh, of course, Auburn's coming off a bye week, um, much needed bye week for a couple of reasons. One, the injuries that Auburn has sustained. Um, they needed to try to get healthy. Of course, Austin Keys and Keontae Scott are out for us for a while. Now, Masai Nasili Kite is out. So you're talking about three defensive starters that are out. Kite is not coming back. Keys and Scott may come back later, but you've got guys like Jalen Simpson banged up, Donovan Kaufman banged up, and some others. And so um, big to get them some rest. That defense is going to have to be on point with the offense sort of struggling the way they are, especially going to Baton Rouge against the league's number one scoring offense in LSU. That defense, defense needs to be on point and need to be healthy, um, and they're going to need to be counted upon. Um, and so I think that that off week is, is going to be huge in that regard. The other regard is just evaluating yourself offensively if you're Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery. You, you've got to figure out. You had a breather. You got hit in the mouth. Cal and Texas A&M, I think, were sh- just complete shocks to the system in terms of offensively where they were at, especially in the passing game. So I think those two games you're thinking, wow. Uh, we are nowhere where we should be, but you can't fix it in real time. I think they did their best against Georgia. Um, they were conservative, ran the ball 70% of the time, and almost pulled that game out. And so now they can go back and try to assess where things are at. One of the things that Hugh Freeze talked about last week was being better on critical downs, third downs specifically. Um, that's just going to be a major emphasis. When you're in offense like Auburn's and you have a margin of error that's so slim, you have you have to be good wherever you can be, and third downs is one one area where okay, can we be better on first down to stay ahead of the chains? I talked about this in the three two one at auburnlive.com. Can we be better on first down? The average is three yards against Georgia on first down. Can you be better there and create situations on third downs? Yeah, and again, if, if Auburn can just keep those first downs in a more manageable position um, where they're not getting three, can they can they pick up four yards there? Um, and put themselves in in fewer third and longs. But the thing about the Georgia game was, look, they didn't – I mean, they faced some third and longs, but they faced a bunch of third and manageables. I mean, they faced, I think, nine that were eight yards or less. Eight, eight yards is long. We're not talking about third and 12 or third and 13. I mean, third and eight is is something that you could potentially pick it up this day and age with spread offenses. Um, 
I think they had five third downs that were four yards or less, and they only converted one. So Auburn has Auburn, you know, had opportunities to convert on third downs. So they got to figure that out um, if they're gonna if they're gonna compete um, this week. The other big thing that I'm curious about, and I hinted at it a little bit in the three two one, and I know our guy Zach in the back will will hop in here and, and chat with us too um, as we prepare for this game. But I, the one of the things that I'm curious about is. I wrote after Auburn, Georgia, that I thought Auburn found their offensive identity, and I do believe that. You know, Hugh Freeze said, hey, we're, we're going to have to run the ball a lot um, and play a type of keep away, and I, I believe that. What I'm curious about is how much of the off week did Freeze and Montgomery, how much did they, did they completely buy into this new identity? In other words, did they comp- after five weeks, did they go, okay, we're not fixing the passing game. We're just not going to fix it. The receivers will continue to develop, um, but but the the, the the receivers, Peyton Thorne's pocket presence, all of these things, the timing, it's all not going to get fixed this season. And and if they've accepted that, then you take the identity that you that you learned against Georgia and you run with it and you build on that. Or, and I think that's what they'll do. Or do they say, let's use this off week to try to get better in the passing game? And do you go to Baton Rouge and do we see semblances of what they were trying to do in prior weeks that didn't work? Because they're thinking, okay, we had a week to try to improve on some things. And we don't want to give up on some of these elements of the game of our offense. And that's my only concern is if they go to LSU and they try to kind of reignite some of the some of the passing game stuff that hasn't been working, thinking we had a week off to prepare and we need it and try to reignite that and it still isn't quite there and you mess up and you mess up some of your rhythm versus just going, okay, there's just parts of this that are it's not gonna happen this year. We're gonna run the ball sixty eight percent of the time. That's who we're gonna be. Do they come out against LSU first half and just pick up right where you left off against Georgia? Running the football. Running the football. Period. Um, I'm curious. I, I think that's what I think they understand who they are. Um, but I'm just curious if they sort of go back to trying to tinker and flirt with some of the passing stuff that hasn't worked in hopes that it'll catch on. Um, it's 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 going to be it's going to be interesting. I think the I think the temptation will be there, Zach, because LSU is so bad on defense right now, specifically in the secondary that you're going to be going. We have to try to take advantage of how poor they're playing. And there's a part of me that wonders if LSU's like that you could be playing into their hands going Auburn could go away from their strength because you want to try to take advantage of what LSU doesn't do well and it could end up hurting you in the process. What do you think about that that thought process? Yeah, I mean it's gonna be tempting because I mean LSU has been porous secondary wise. You look at what Florida State did to them, you look at what Missouri did this past weekend, what Ole Miss had seven hundred yards. Yeah. of federal offense two weeks ago. So it's there. And so for Auburn fans, it's almost kind of like this catch-22. If Auburn's offense doesn't play well, the fan base is going to be really upset because the it the matchup should be there. And I don't think LSU's been great against the run either. I want to say they're allowing just under 140 per game. And uh, Cody Schrader, who let's not – I don't want to say this wrong. I mean, the kid's a good back. I just don't think he's Jarquez or some of the running backs that Auburn's bringing into town this weekend. Auburn has a chance to run the football. What I will kind of want to see is use the run. Like, don't get completely away from it. 
But you look at Peyton Thorne, you look at whoever's going to be there, quarterback, you look at your wide receiver unit and say, this is, this is kind of a prove it game for you guys. Like you guys should be able to put up some yards. If Auburn finishes with less than a hundred yards passing, really less than 150, I, to, to me, that would be a disappointing day just because of the matchup. I know Auburn doesn't have really the proven type of receivers. They don't have the Keon Coleman's that Florida State had. They they don't have some of the talent wide receiver Ole Miss had. And let's just be honest, Luther Burden from Missouri is playing out of his mind right now. But Jay Fair, some of those guys, there's there's stuff to be had. Rivaldo Fairweather, I think if you're Auburn, you you still run the football. Stick to your identity but you have to try to take advantage of LSU's secondary because that's when the, that's where they've been most vulnerable as a team. Yeah, and I wrote about that in the three, two, one. I said, look, you know, let's. The proper context is, you know, LSU's played Florida State, fantastic quarterback, fantastic offense. Missouri, Brady Cook was was hot um, as a quarterback coming into that game. Very good player. Um, and then of course Ole Miss, Jackson Dart, and and, and those guys. So like they've played a handful of dynamic offenses, not good offenses, really good offenses. Um, um, but they've gotten shredded. You mentioned rushing. LSU's dead last in rushing in the league. They're giving up 163 yards rushing. They're second to last in, in, in passing. I think the key is going to be replicate the game plan against Georgia, and then, but then make those plays through the air. It should be a little easier to make those plays. Some of those – some of those drops, for instance, some of those passes that Hugh Freeze talked about against Georgia that hit the receiver's hands, um, there should be those same opportunities. There should be more of those opportunities, obviously, against LSU, and they shouldn't be quite as contested. Malcolm Johnson, back shoulder, you know, dude all over him. Or Rivaldo Fairweather, back shoulder towards the incident, dude all over him. Um, those plays, you, you should be able to find a little more space, and hopefully receivers can make plays. Um and then, and then, you know, lean on your running game the way you have. Um, so, I, I, I mean, it's 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 gonna be interesting. I wrote about it though. I'm like, look, on, at the same time, LSU's defense is gonna be coming home thinking that this is their get right game. They're coming home against an offense that struggled to throw the ball. Is this their opportunity to sort of get right? Like somebody's gonna get right. You know what I mean? Like either Auburn's offense is gonna find some confidence, or LSU's defense is gonna find some confidence. Against you, somebody's going to sort of like walk out of this game feeling better than they were on that side of the football. Um, It's just going to be, man, it's going to be tough. You look at Jaden Daniels, and he's, I mean, it's just so dynamic. He's leading the league in total total offense by almost 80 yards. I mean, he's averaging almost 400 yards of offense a game. Uh, Next is uh, Jackson Dart at like 320, and then next is um, Carson Beck at about 320. So the challenge is going to be, what can you squeeze out of the offense for Auburn? What, how much can you squeeze out against LSU's, this LSU's defense, and will it be enough? Can you score in Baton Rouge if you don't turn it over? Can you go put up 27, and is that enough? I, I'm not, I, I still haven't seen enough from Auburn's offense, even against LSU's defense. On the road, night game Baton Rouge, I still haven't seen enough from Auburn's offense to make me think, that they can get to 30 without help. It took two turnovers against Georgia to get to 20 at home. Now, Georgia's a different animal defensively. But can Auburn get to 30 without some some turnovers? I'm not sure they can do it straight up. And and you don't know about turnovers. I I don't know if they can get them. Let's just act like Auburn doesn't get any. Can they get 24, 27 points? And if they do, is that enough against an LSU team averaging 45 a game? Uh, 
I'm I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a similar recipe where this Auburn team is going to have to against the good teams, LSU, Ole Miss, Bama, those three. They're going to have to be plus one or plus two turnover margin. Commit just a couple of penalties at the most. That's the recipe. I'm not sure Auburn's where they are where if they could just play even that they could go to Baton Rouge. I think it's going to be a similar thing. You've got to be plus two turnovers um, and then create some passing plays, run the football, and, and try to get to 27-28. And I think Auburn's defense can hold them in check enough. I think Auburn's defense could hold LSU and Baton Rouge to 27-20. Like, I think they can do it, but I, I don't I don't know that you're going to hold them under 24. Like That would be a, a tall, tall – that's 20 points under their average – that's probably not going to happen unless you force unless you go force three plus turnovers. They're probably going to push thirty, so you're going to have to push thirty as well. Don't you think? Yeah, easily. I mean, when you look at the two games where LSU's offense kind of struggled in the past two years. I mean, you going back to last year, it was that Tennessee game, and then you come in and they really struggled early against Georgia, kind of got it going, and then even the Auburn game when they came to Jordan Hare last year mm-hmm. wasn't a great offensive performance. They turned the ball over a lot in those three games. Especially that Tennessee game, there were some unfortunate opportunities, and then you gave Hendon Hooker and that offense too many opportunities to go down the field and score. Auburn's defense, I think, matches really matches up pretty well. I mean, Auburn's defense has played extremely well, and the positive thing about LSU's defense you're looking at is they really don't have Harold Perkins is Harold Perkins, but outside of him, they haven't really rushed the passer that well. They they have less sacks than Auburn this year. I want to say they'll have about nine nine or so sacks this year. They haven't they haven't been super dynamic getting after the passer. So it's not like facing A&M where we saw yesterday A&M's defensive line can get to any quarterback in the country. Mm -hmm. That defensive line is legit. So I don't know if Auburn's going to have that type of challenge on Saturday. The biggest thing is, like you said, Jaden Daniels is a game changer at quarterback. He can do it with his legs. He can do it with his arm. He's experienced. He's not going to get shaken up very easily. He's not going to blink that big comeback against Missouri this weekend, really instill confidence in that team. My biggest thing is secondary-wise, we saw Auburn late struggle with Brock Bowers, who's a star, tight end, Bowers, whatever you want to call them. What does Auburn do with Malik Neighbors? Because Malik Neighbors is playing some of the best football in the country, and if he has a big game, it's going to be really hard to slow down to that offense. You have to take him away, make Brian Thomas or one of these other wide receivers beat you. You cannot let Malik Neighbors and Jaden Daniels beat you deep because if when you saw against Mississippi State, when they get that deep ball going and, and Neighbors gets that momentum and Daniels starts feeling himself, LSU's almost unstoppable offensively. Yeah, that would be worst case scenario for Auburn is if they you know, they they did a pretty good job until the fourth quarter of limiting Georgia big plays. Um, and then Georgia got Georgia got rolling um, in the fourth quarter. That's your worry is LSU comes out firing, hits some big plays early, um, finds some things against the safeties, things like that in coverage, and it could be a long night. I think that's going to be big. I mean, I think Georgia caught some big plays late in that game, but Auburn's done a pretty good job of limiting explosive plays this year. But LSU's a different animal either, even than – Georgia. I mean, it's just it's a different attack. It's a different way they attack. One of the things I wrote about, I want to see if, what you think, Zach, is um, in the in the three two one on on Sunday to sort of just start thinking about this game. My one prediction was that I thought Auburn was going to start fast in this football game um, for two reasons. One, they've had two weeks to prepare. There's no excuse to not have a really good game plan and to expect really good execution. You get two weeks. You, you, I mean, there's just no, there's no excuse to not come out ready to go. 
The other part is um, LSU's been so bad in the first half. They're a little better in the second half against Missouri, but, I mean, Ole Miss put 31 on the board in the first half. Arkansas had 13, Missouri had 25. And you have a defense that's coming home in LSU that, while they'll be amped up to be back in, in Death Valley, it'll be a raucous Tiger Stadium because they've had two straight road games. Um, they also haven't – I mean, they you know, they, had, they made the play at the end of the Missouri game, but Missouri shredded them pretty good in that game. So Auburn's got – really needs to come out and start fast. Don't let LSU's defense get some confidence in this game. And with two weeks to prepare a game plan to, to get ready for execution, I think Auburn's got a chance to start fast in this game if they'll come out. I mean, there's just no reason. It's, you, you've had two weeks. You should you should know what you're going to do on those first 10, 20 plays. Whatever the game plan is, it should be the back of your hand for this game. And um, and I think Auburn's got a great opportunity to start fast, and they are going to need to. Because if they don't against this team, if they're down 10 nothing. um Auburn flat out. We I don't even know if they've got the offense to win this game, even with some turnovers. You get down in, in this game at ten to nothing. And, and Ole Miss, it'll be the same thing. It'll be different because Auburn will be at home. But this one in Death Valley is different. You get down in this environment, ten to nothing or fourteen to nothing, um, and, and it it won't. It's just it could get ugly. It could get ugly. It could get it could get out of hand, man. I mean, this environment they're gonna be they're gonna be rocking, um, not having a home game in three weeks by the time they play this thing. And so I think Auburn can start fast. I think the opportunity will be there. But more importantly, I don't think they have a choice. They have to come out um, and have a really good first quarter in this football game. Well, Justin, me and you have both attended games in Death Valley, whether it's Auburn, otherwise, a 6 p.m. kickoff, the worst thing you could possibly do if you're Auburn is be down 14 nothing after the first two drives. I mean, that crowd is going to be obnoxious. And I know Hugh Freeze accidentally said it about Georgia last week, but let's not forget LSU fans know that this might be the last game between Auburn and LSU for the next year or so, depending on what the conference schedule ends up being over the next few years without divisions. So, I think they're gonna they're gonna show up. They're gonna be loud. It's gonna be a six p.m. game. And if you're Auburn, you just like you say, you need confidence because you look at that Georgia game. Those early turnovers, even even though Auburn didn't turn them all into big big scoring drops or whatever, the early turnovers kept the crowd engaged. The team was building off that momentum. You have to keep the players in the locker room locked in. You don't think the defense, even the offense, if it's fourteen nothing, you have a quick three and out. Jaden Daniels drops straight down the field there's going to be a lot of looks on that sideline like what's coming next because we have no answers right now. And then they run the ball pretty well. Logan Diggs and those guys in the running back room, LSU can run the football, so they're not one-dimensional. You have to get off on the right foot, whether that's – if you if I'm Hugh Freeze uh, with the new clock rules, but you see a lot more coaches taking the ball when they win the coin toss, I want the ball first, and we need to go down there and score. Off the bye week, yeah. we need to have that momentum. It would change the whole momentum of the game if Auburn walks down the field. It's seven nothing, first drive. I think you have to have that type of confidence in your offense, and I think that's big for Peyton Thorne's confidence. Because Justin, you and Cole, I want to say, talked on, on one of the football shows after the A and M game. Man, on the road, they have not looked very, uh, have not looked great at A and M or Cal. You have to you have to find a way to play better on the road because you're not going to have Jordan Hare behind you this weekend. So that's going to be a big key is starting fast and also just not overthinking it. Don't get caught up in we're on the road. We haven't played well on the road. You have to come out and respond. And that's going to be the thing I'm looking at most is did Auburn play Georgia well? Because 
we're improving or is it because we were at home? And I think that's going to be a big answer this weekend going up against LSU coming off a of bye week. Yeah, yeah. you got to start fast, and then you can then you can try to shorten the game. Um, and then you give yourself some time for them to come back. Okay, they come back and, and, and even it up, something like that. Um, all right, let's continue talking about this uh, in just a second. Let's first give a quick shout-out to a partner of ours, which is GameTime, GameTime.co. Thanks to our partner, GameTime. Um, if you don't have the app, go download the app, the Game Time app, uh, create an account, and then use the code War Eagle, all one word, War Eagle, uh, for twenty dollars off your first purchase. It's Game Time is the app. The website's GameTime.co. Um, Zach, I don't know if you've ever dealt with uh, um, last-minute tickets. I'm sure we've all been there, whether it's sporting events or concerts or, or comedy shows or whatever it is. Um, but that's what Game Time specializes in: is these late, late, last-second decisions uh, for tickets that you want to jump on and, and, and take advantage of. They have really, really good prices on last-minute tickets. That's kind of their deal. So, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go check them out, gametime.co. Um, they do a really good job, and they even have um, sort of a, um, you know, some risk management if you if you if you buy from them, and then if you see tickets that are that are cheaper somewhere else last minute, if somehow you pop on, you see, they'll refund you part of that. They'll refund you not part. They'll refund you all of that gap. If it's if you ended up paying ten or twenty dollars more or something like that. They'll refund that gap if you prove to them, hey, I just saw this cheaper. I bought from you, but here's a place that's cheaper. Um, and so you, you you get that too. So it kind of takes out some of the risk of, well, I wonder if there's somewhere cheaper. They kind of make it easy in that regard. So gametime.co, go check them out. Um, and we appreciate them being a sponsor of not only Auburn Live, but uh, but on three sports as well. Um, all right, Auburn's 13. Well, it opened at 13 and a half. I've seen 11. Um, in terms of, of, of the point spread in this game, that's, I mean, that's probably about right. They were 14, you know, they started, I guess, 17 against Georgia and that crept down to 14. Um, and so that, that's, that's probably right. One of the things that, um, that I wrote about on Sunday at AuburnLive.com was, you know, Auburn's in a little stretch here of three straight trips to Baton Rouge where they've been extremely competitive. Um, of course, they're coming off of the win. Boy, it feels like forever ago that Auburn went there in 2021 and won. Like, doesn't that feel like a decade ago at this point? Brian Harson's yeah. first year. Bo Nix is the quarterback. Uh, LSU has a different coach. And uh, and you go down there and you win 24-19. That game, Auburn was down 13 to nothing and fought back 
And of course, we remember Bo, Bo Nix's heroics on that, that fourth down play, a touchdown to Tyler Fromm. But man, that, that, that win feels like so long ago. Both teams have got different coaches. That was the beginning of, I mean, Bron- Auburn's been through a coaching era, uh, you know, and, and onto, onto a completely different coach. Um, Bo Nix is gone. Um, it's just, man, LSU is, is, you know, obviously has changed coaches. So that feels like forever ago, but it was literally the last time Auburn went to Baton Rouge, they won. Um, and then of course the time before that, 2019, you're talking about an Auburn team that went and played really, played as well as, as anybody did against the defending, against the national champions that year, that LSU team. Nobody lost by a, a smaller margin than Auburn did, 23 to 20 in that game. The LSU had 500 yards of offense, but Auburn, forced a couple of turnovers and made them really work for everything um, and just kept kept them in check as much as anybody did and, and made a few plays and, and hung around in that football game. And then, of course, the time before that, 2017, Auburn absolutely blew uh, a 17 to nothing first quarter lead. Literally, I mean, that is one of Gus Malzahn's biggest sins uh, of his time at Auburn was losing that football game in 2017 in Baton Rouge, no reason Auburn should have lost that football game. They end up losing, I can't remember what it was, 27-23 or something like that. Um, but the last three times Auburn's been down there, they've been really competitive. Um, they've been they've been really competitive, and it's been really close. And so they're going to try to keep that going, four straight trips, maybe that they can keep it close and try to win for the first time there in back-to-back years or back-to-back trips to Baton Rouge since 97 and 99. I remember those games vividly. 97, of course, was Damian Craig and Rusty Williams for Auburn, and they, they took it down and had a last couple of minute drive to win that game in Baton Rouge. Pretty high scoring affair um, in 97. And then, of course, 99 was Tommy Tuberville's first year. And uh, Auburn goes in there. LSU wasn't any good either, really. Um, but Auburn goes in there and just completely shocks them. Ben Lear, Ronnie Daniels, the fake field goal to Damon Duvall. And they beat the brakes off LSU 41-7 in that 1999 game. So that's the last time Auburn's won two straight in Baton Rouge. They're going to try to take advantage of the the 21 win and, and win back to back. But man, it's going to be it's going to be real tough. What do you think about that two touchdown number? You think that's a fair a fair number? I think over under is about 60, 58 to 60 in this one. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I think the betting line is kind of set because we just talked about Auburn's road struggles. If this was a Jordan Hare, I mean, you're probably talking seven, eight-point spread maybe. I mean, there would be a lot of confidence coming from the Auburn side at least. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a little bit of I, – I feel like Auburn can cover that. I think the, like, shining moment where you look at a comparable game, I mean, a few weeks ago Arkansas went into Baton Rouge and gave LSU everything they wanted and more. It was, what, 34-31. Mm-hmm. K.J. Yep. Jefferson had a big game. Now, LSU put up a lot of offense, but Arkansas was able to force a big interception, able to keep that game close. They ran the ball really well, almost 200 yards on the ground. That's the kind of game Auburn needs, man. Just keep it close. I think Arkansas had the lead at halftime. They got up early. That's that's the, that is that should be the game plan of Auburn. Now, I don't know. You know, we'll see how Arkansas and Auburn compare. But right now, I do think Auburn is a little bit of a better football team compared to Arkansas. We talked about that on. I know you guys talked about that on the podcast last week during the bye week. That's that's the type of game I could see. I mean, if you could come out here and compete for all four quarters, man, I, I I feel good. I think Auburn does cover that spread, though. I'd be really surprised if LSU, with Auburn coming off a of bye week, with all the positive momentum building off that Georgia that close Georgia loss, I got a feeling Auburn can keep this under ten. 
Yeah, I think Auburn's better than Arkansas as well right now. I think it's going to be a, a phenomenal barometer of of Auburn. I think the first two games for Auburn um, against Texas A&M and Georgia, I mean, take a step back now. A&M was up 17-10 on Alabama. Um, I think kind of blew that game, right? Just got shut out in the second half offensively, basically. Alabama's defense really stepped up, and um, – Alabama won won that game. A and M's defensive front is phenomenal. They had they held Alabama to 25 yards rushing. Um, Auburn had 144 against that A and M front, and then of course Georgia. You know, I think the the optimistic side would be if you're if you're thinking about Auburn's offense in this game, the optimistic side says you've played two of the better defenses in the league. Toss Alabama's in there. And that's your three best defenses, right? Wouldn't you say Georgia, Bama, and A&M are probably the best three defenses in, in the league? Um, yeah. I would say so. Um, I mean, I think Auburn has, has, has is in the mix. I think Florida has been pretty good. Um, but you could easily make the case that you've played outside of Bama the best two defenses in, in, the, in the conference. And so despite all the struggles, you hope, okay – if that doesn't prepare you to now go play the worst statistical defense in the league, I mean, what does? You know, so I, I think the optimistic side would be Auburn has played two two fantastic defensive fronts and defenses. Now they get a they they learned a lot. They get a bye week, and um, and can go out there and put up twenty four twenty seven. If they do that, they'll stay within thirteen. They're Auburn. I'd be shocked if Auburn gave up more than. I'd be shocked if they give up more than 34. I could I could see 34. You start getting above that for the way Auburn's defense has played, and that'd be surprising. I mean, Auburn's defenses, they need to rush their passer a little bit better. We know some of that. But for the most part, they've been pretty good, pretty sound. Um, even in Baton Rouge, even against Jaden Daniels, I think 34 is a pretty big number against this Auburn defense. Um, so if, if they get there, you know, and Auburn gets to 24, they cover. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think there's a, a great case to make for Auburn covering in this game, um, but they're going to have to, I think, this keep this thing under 30. Um, otherwise, it's it's going to be tough. Hey, real quick before we get out of here, what did you think of the SEC weekend? You had Georgia. Boy, if you're Auburn players or coaches or fans, you're going, well, we were happy with with what how we performed against Georgia. Now we're really happy uh, because Georgia just wiped the floor with Kentucky in that one. Um of course, we mentioned Alabama uh, beating Texas A&M, uh, Florida taking care of Vanderbilt. Ole Miss almost squandered their momentum and blew it against Arkansas. Arkansas has now got a couple of tough road losses, LSU and Ole Miss. Um, but uh, and of course, now by the way, Ole Miss now has two weeks to prepare for Auburn. Um, but I mean, if you're if you're trying to gauge Auburn and you're looking at it that you're going, well, A&M's defense is pretty good. So yeah, the offense was a mess, but give their defense a little bit of credit. The, the game plan against Georgia looks a little better now. Um, what did you make of uh, of kind of the weekend of SEC games? Uh, I mean, I feel kind of validated because I, I said I came on here with you last week and was like, listen, Brock Bowers is just that guy. And everyone was like, no, he's not. There were some comments that were like, no, he's not that good. He is that good. I mean, he was – single-handedly dominating Kentucky, and that defense really stepped up that Georgia's just different when they play in Athens. And I think they heard all the talk of, okay, well, is Georgia just ranked this high because they're defending champs? Should we rank Texas, Oklahoma, Washington, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State? There's so many teams that people are just trying to replace them with. 
I think they came up with some fire. I think Alabama, listen, give Nick Saban his credit. I know on this show that's probably not the best thing to do, but, man, there was a time where they were really worried about what the future of Alabama was going to be, and Jalen Milrow has really stepped up his game and performed really well for the past two weeks. They got two big wins, A&M and Ole Miss, and then you're looking over the Missouri, man. Give, give that team credit. Everyone's been kind of calling them pretenders. They played really well against LSU, and it was a few untimely mistakes down the stretch that cost them that game. But I, I, I think right now you can make an argument that Missouri might be the second-best team in the East right now. With how Brady Cook's yeah. playing, Luther Burden, that yeah. defense is slowly coming along with the question marks surrounding Kentucky, Tennessee. Um, I don't think Florida's very good. Man, Missouri has a chance to possibly finish second in the SEC East, which would be a huge improvement for that team. So I, I think there were some really good games, but I think week seven, week eight, we're really going to get a lot of questions answered about who's the real contender against Georgia in the East. Yes, it's it's wild how, how quickly things can change. I think after Texas A&M, we're sitting here talking about Auburn going, there's not a game on their schedule that they can't lose. You're looking at this thing going, my gosh, I mean, who are they going to beat in conference? Even Vanderbilt, you know, of course, Vanderbilt went down there and, and to Florida and, and didn't look great. Um, but you're thinking, man, well, now two weeks later, Auburn bounces back and, and with a nice performance against Georgia. And then you look at, uh, um, you know, you look at LSU's defense continues to struggle. And you look at Ole Miss, you know, they take a step backwards against Arkansas to some degree. And Alabama's, you know, vulnerable. Like you just you look at you look at the league a little bit different going well. I mean, I think that they can be competitive um, from here on out. I, it's just it's going to take another really good performance from Auburn, though. You did it against Georgia. Do it again. You had two weeks to, to prepare. Go do it again. Go show actual growth and actual development. Don't don't you know? Don't make the Georgia game some kind of fluke game where you happen to hang tight. They turned the ball over a couple times and it was fluky. Turn that into another good game plan against LSU, where you're going, okay, this Auburn team is is going to be competitive. They're going to be competitive. Um, I think that's going to be really interesting to see um, how it goes. And the other thing I mentioned is now you look at it and go, LSU and Ole Miss are Auburn's next two games. So so if they're sitting here 0-4, Auburn in conference, just understand that's maybe the best four teams in the league, Tulsa and Alabama, four of the five best teams in the league that Auburn could start their schedule with and Hugh Freeze could start his SEC, his tenure with at Auburn in the SEC, could be four of the best five teams in the league right off the bat as the first four. I mean, that's how it's shaped out. You could, if you know, people are still tossing Tennessee and I, I don't know that Tennessee's proven a lot to me to even be, I, I would say Georgia one, Bama two, and then of, of A&M, LSU and Ole Miss, I, take your pick of I, probably depends on where the game's played. Um, might lean LSU, because of Jaden Daniels, I know they lost to Ole Miss, but just on a neutral field, I may lean them because of Jaden Daniels. But those five to me, and then somewhere right behind them is Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri, you know, right there behind them. But I still think that that Auburn's first four games are against four of the, of, of the best five teams in the entire league. And so it, it's it's just it's a it's a brutal stretch to start. But you hope that turns into can Auburn steal one? LSU, Ole Miss, can they steal one and then go take care of business against State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas, and you're four and three going into the Iron Bowl? Um, and wow, what, what I mean, I don't, you, you, good luck finding somebody that's going to complain about that as, as an Auburn fan. So it's going to be an interesting, 
it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for, for Auburn to see if they can build on that Georgia game. Um, Baton Rouge is going to be a tough place to do it, but, you know, LSU's vulnerable. It's like I said on the board, I said, look, LSU's fantastic, but that defense, the opportunities are going to be there. Whether you can take advantage, that's a different thing. But the opportunities are going to be there for Auburn to hang in this game at LSU. We'll see if they've made enough, um, you know, enough, enough development, especially in that passing game, to actually take advantage of the weaknesses LSU has. Yeah, I mean, I think if Auburn, if Auburn can one escape with the win, I mean that that would be, I mean, huge for the program. But I mean, even if you come away with the close loss, you have to feel good about playing in in Jordan Hare, probably a night game against Ole Miss, which who was who's looked vulnerable at times as well. I mean, especially this past weekend looked super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Then you're looking ahead at home for Mississippi State, who did not look very impressive this weekend. I want to say it's against like Wyoming or. Some random team State, like that. They played, uh, they played uh, one of the Michigans, Western Michigan. Yeah, Western Michigan. Yeah, and yeah. They, they did not look great in that game, gave up over 20 no. points to them. Then Vandy and Arkansas, even though on the road, Arkansas will be the tougher game of those two. Those are two very winnable games that you should be favored in. You get that two-note game against New Mexico State. Man, if you can – if you come in, and let's just say you lose close to LSU, you come on reeling, what, five straight wins into that Iron Bowl? Good luck coming into Jordan Hare and having an easy game. You saw the the crowd when Harson had a had TJ Finley on one leg taking Bama to what four overtimes. How electric that crowd was, and there was no momentum for Auburn's program going into that game. I mean, there was nothing to look forward to. It was bleak. It was just, hey, maybe we can cross our fingers and escape with this Iron Bowl win over Bryce Young, and they almost did it. If you think Auburn coming in five straight wins or four out of the last five, if they beat LSU and, and lose to Ole Miss. You got to feel real good about your chances in that game, especially with Alabama's offensive inconsistency, and then also that defense has is vulnerable at times. Now we'll see what Auburn looks like in what six weeks, so you never know what's going to happen in terms of injuries, development, or anything. But Auburn's got a fighting shot in that one, and anytime you play in Auburn, Alabama, and Jordan Hare Stadium, you always have a shot. So that's just, that's the thing for Hugh Freeze is just keep building that momentum because just think about the recruiting impact for that weekend. If you're coming in five straight wins in the Iron Bowl, you aren't going to be able to keep recruits and fans away from from, from Jordan Hare Stadium. Yeah. Should be an interesting. I think this, for these next two weeks will be, uh, will be big barometers for Auburn. They're going to be an underdogs in both games, but I think the next two weeks, just like Georgia, I think it's a three-game stretch of where is this team at. How much can you get better in these three games? You're going against teams that have better, a little bit better rosters than you at the moment. Although Ole Miss is is probably not better than Auburn, they probably just have a they have a quarterback and maybe a, you know they have a Quinshawn Judkins. But I don't know that I would say Ole Miss's roster top to bottom is better than Auburn's. I don't even know that I would say that. But um, but it's a great three game stretch to figure out where you're at in year one and how much can you improve. You're going to have a massive challenge against Georgia. You played them close. You should learn a lot. Take confidence from it. Now go build on it against LSU. Stack performances. Even if you lose at LSU, go perform well. Fix fix some issues on critical downs. Make you know find some success in the passing game. And even if you lose that, go okay. We found a little bit more. Let's take confidence from now. That's two games where we've played really competitive against two of the better teams in the league. Now go home and do it again. I think that's where Auburn's at. Stack them so that you can go into this back half of the schedule with a bunch of confidence and actually make a run because the schedule sets up for it. Um, that's, that's what Auburn, that's what Auburn's going to have to do. So uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll have coverage all week long at auburnlive.com. Auburn at LSU um, should be a great week. 
Uh, we'll have recruiting information, basketball course going. We'll try to get to some practices this week. I'll be in Baton Rouge. So last time I was there was 2013. Um, I was at the game when it was raining, and, and Auburn came back in the second half and, and started um, really the, the beginnings of that run in 2013 that started in Baton Rouge that year. Um, I was at the 2011 game there, too. That was a disaster. Uh, Auburn mm. didn't have a quarterback, and LSU had – Mettenberger, I think, and Odell Beckham yeah. and, 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 and all those dudes. Um, they were fantastic um, right then as well. So it would be fun to get back down to Baton Rouge. Should be should be good weather and all that. Um, all right, quick shout-out to Session Cocktails as well. Just want to give them one more plug before we get out of here. Session Cocktails, downtown Auburn, Magnolia Avenue. Happy hours, four to six. Great drinks, uh, old-fashioned. They do an awesome job. Go check them out. Great place to, to hang out um, after work or at night. And, of course, on a Saturday – Sit down, have a drink, get some friends, uh, and watch some games. Session Cocktail, proud sponsor of AuburnLive.com. Uh, all right, Zach, another week. We'll get it going. See if Auburn can uh, can do something against LSU. Keep an eye on Jaden Daniels. He's banged up too. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He finished that game, but you know he took that cheap shot. Well, not a cheap shot, but it was like that holding that call off the edge. Yeah, it was well, definitely late. On. Yeah, and. I don't know. I, I felt weird about that because they called the holding call on the on the tight end, and he walked into the end zone and just got hit right in the back. And I mean, yeah. he, he was he was definitely shaking up a little bit. Maybe he just got the wind knocked out of him. But it, when I first saw it, I was wondering if he cracked a rib or something. So that'll be interesting to see how they monitor him going into the Auburn game. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Is he does he does he, does he, is he limited in practice at all? He's such a good athlete. It may not matter. All right, appreciate everybody for joining us. AuburnLive.com, go check it out. $1 gets you a month of access. Go take advantage of that, please. That's a no-brainer. Appreciate everybody. We'll be back next time. See ya. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.